I missed a medal by two hundredths of a second, and it's the first time I stepped off the track and was incredibly proud of myself and happy with everything I'd done. And it showed how far I'd come on my journey that I could technically lose or fail as I would have seen it before and be really happy with my performance. Comparing myself to other people, that's one of the biggest things that I probably struggle with. Just by being nice to somebody and talking to somebody and showing you're there, is helping somebody. Anybody can do it and if everybody did do it then the world would be in a lot better place. Hello, I'm delighted to say that this episode of the England Athletics podcast is a special discussion focusing on mental health. You'll hear from Jack Green, a double Olympian in the 400m hurdles and world and European relay medalist. Alongside him, another hurdler, is Joe Fuggle, the founder of a new platform called The Athlete Place for athletes to talk, share stories and improve mental health. He's also a British University's medalist, as is Darcy Kuypers, an England international sprinter coached by Linford Christie, who has a social media page called Not Just Physical, which aims to encourage speaking openly about depression and anxiety. Great to have you all joining us. If you could tell us a little bit about your journey as an athlete and how it's affected your mental health. Jack Green. Hi, yeah, thanks for having me. I think people know quite a bit of my story now and I've I've been sharing it for a long time, but I was a very good young athlete and and went to the 2012 Olympics at the age of 20 where I finished fourth and and was top 10 in the world and and then things kind of changed for me and I was diagnosed with depression, bipolar tendencies and anxiety. Took some time out from the sport and then returned after 18 months or so and and that's when I won my medals and, and continued in the sport. But then I retired at the age of 28, so around this time last year, which obviously a lot of people don't quite get retiring at your peak age but I retired at that age because I needed to focus on my mental health and I wasn't particularly enjoying my own athletics and since then I've been head of well-being at BBC Studios so I led on well-being for the whole company globally during the latest last two lockdowns which obviously were were huge and then I've been sharing my story keynote speaker and, and coaching professionally so I'm very lucky to also coach and still be in the sport where I have an athlete that will be at Tokyo next year. Brilliant. And so much more to discuss within what you've just said. Let's get our second introduction. Joe Fuggle. Hi, yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, similarly to Jack, I'm a 400 metre hurdler. I've represented GB juniors a handful of times, successful at youth and junior level. I've always been, for, for most of my athletic career, surrounded by people who have been struggling with mental health. Um, loved ones, fellow athletes, seeing it on uh, in professionals is is, is quite common nowadays and that's something that we're trying to change I think as well for me going through quite severe athlete burnout as an athlete you think oh it's, it's not going to happen to me until it's kind of too late I think for me it was something that that really happened because uh, I didn't quite get the balance right between sport and the other things that are important in life that then took its toll on it on my mental health it starts to wear and tear in other areas of life other than sport and it makes it makes things really challenging. Moving forward in terms of working on mental health and stuff, it's about raising the awareness, raising the, the importance of, of speaking and communicating with other people. So for example, the, the launch of the Athlete Place, I think for me it's so important to encourage people to speak out, to share their stories and to, to make it normal, okay to be 
human and to, to go through what, what everyone else goes through at some point in their lives. Thanks, Joe. Darcy Kuypers. Hi, thanks for having me. So um, I'm Darcy. I've been doing athletics since I was probably about 12. I'm 22 now, so about 10 years. I'm from Kent, like Jack and Joe. I've represented England a couple of times. I'm a 100 metre and 200 metres sprinter. With me, I've kind of struggled with my mental health my whole life since I was very, very young. I've had different anxiety disorders. And when I was about 14, I was diagnosed with depression. And my kind of depression and anxiety outside of sport has kind of manifested its way into the sport. It's helped it a lot, but it's also made it a lot worse when there's a lot of pressures and eyes on you. And But yeah, I'm just trying to normalise speaking about it really so just making it normal to reach out and share your story and different stuff like that well thank you hopefully we'll, we'll get to share some more of that story as we go through well jack i know you as you say you've, you've talked at length about mental health you've been sharing your, your story for some time but one of the things i picked up on that you, you talked about in the past is that after a while people have known that you're suffering from depression and they've looked at it like an injury. So as if to say, okay, like a hamstring after a few weeks, well, you're fine now, aren't you? So I suppose we need to, as, as a sport, as a society, understand that people need time for mental health in a different way to, to physical injuries, don't we? Yeah, hundred percent. They're completely different. But I think from when I first went public in 2013 with, with my mental health issues, I think we've grown so much within society and, and our culture is beginning to change. The awareness is, is far greater. What we're lacking now is that educational piece, which is, I think, the majority of people accept that, yeah, mental health exists. But as soon as it happens to them or in their environment where we don't have that education, people can't understand it. So I think that's the next step. And Unfortunately, at the moment, I think within sport, and I've worked with the government working on, on mental health reform and, and looking at other sports and cricket are particularly good in this, but they're further down in their journey because they had a few elite guys go very public well before, before I did in, in track and field. But for me, it's kind of how do we really help those people and how do we get that educational part in sport at a lower level so that it can always progress through rather than it just being something that you get to the top yeah you're great you're a superstar and we, we don't really think about it and we wait for the next person how do we get something at the grassroots level to really help people which you know joe's done a fantastic thing here with with the athlete place and we'll address some of that joe some of the things that you've talked about in launching the athlete place are the idea that uh, at a very young age you are overtraining, you start to burn out just explain a little bit more about what that was like how does one even decide what the appropriate amount of training and rest and competition is? It's about finding that personal kind of balance which works perfectly for you. Um, I think it's so important to, to have that communication with those around you, your loved ones, and most importantly, your coach who's actually setting your training and, and what you're actually doing in the sport. I think having that balance between your sport and the things that you love doing and the things that put a smile on your face are really the two most important things. I think for me and for other people that have, have been through burnout and that I've spoken to about burnout, it's about kind of making sure that you can, you can give it everything, but you can also let your hair down as much as you can. 
and as much as you feel you need to in order to to make the most of your your performance in on the track or on on the field i think i think it's so important to to get that right so that other areas aren't compromised training is is something where you can you can work as hard as you can and you can train as much as you want but if if you're not there and if you're not physically and mentally as strong as you can be then both things are going to take a hit training as hard as you can is very very draining you have to kind of trial and error in a way where you work out which approaches you can take that are going to benefit you most in in a physical and mental sense good points there one of the biggest mental aspects that we ought to discuss is pressure and expectation dealing with that particularly at an at a age where you naturally start to, to do more training and naturally start to develop physically you expect growth to come every year linear growth but that, that doesn't always happen so Darcy your thoughts on, on dealing with with expectations as, as you got older I struggled a lot when I started running faster than I had been when I started running in finals, placing medals, getting my England vest and everything. I just couldn't really deal with everyone looking at me. People would be like, oh yeah, like we're watching you. It kind of made me very anxious. People were literally watching every single race that I do. And also with the power of 10, everyone can literally just search your name and they can see your performances every time you run, where you've run, what position you came, everything. And sometimes, I think about that more than my actual race. My coaches are like, you're the one that people want to beat at the moment. And my head goes into a frenzy where I'm like, people are watching me. So I'm kind of worried about that rather than how to race. Interesting. Well, you made the point about anxiety and comparing yourself to other athletes, looking at times. We have a great resource in The Power of Ten, which... I use a lot as a commentator to research and become better informed. It's exciting. You can see how far you can climb up after a top performance. And athletes of all abilities have a goal to aim for, to beat your best. But some would say we get too caught up, perhaps, with times as a sport. Jack, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, it's an interesting one because obviously we're in a sport that is defined by times and distance and so on and it's actually a really good thing that it isn't as subjective a sport as possibly a team sport it's pretty clear if you are the fastest you're the fastest there's no debate I think it depends on where you are if you're at that development level or lower I hate it when I see see coaches working with with young athletes and, and constantly talking about time rather than how did that run feel how did it you know come together what did you do right what can we improve on instead of it just being about whether it was fast or it wasn't there's always a positive to find but we don't create that that environment and i think in terms of that pressure and expectation and people judging or comparing whatever it might be i think that comes down to then your own mindset and what's important so so big one for me was understanding who was important in my life and whose opinion was important who was in my circle so for me it very much changed when I decided that the people in my circle were those close friends and family of which there isn't many in that group and then people have had a similar experience to me and that doesn't mean they've been to an Olympics or that they have mental health issues but someone I can just relate with and we connect with and if you're not in that circle then your opinion is not my problem and as soon as I brought that mindset my social anxiety went 
literally disappeared overnight as soon as I was able to to apply that. So that's something that possibly people can use and or, or at least think about because it's important that we don't just go, oh, I'm worried about this. Ask yourself why. The same way that if you looked at a race, you can just ask yourself, well, well why did this happen? And, and then move forward. And your mental health is no different to your physical health and your physical performance. You can assess it, analyze it and, and improve. Really interesting point about the the inner circle whatever it is it could be your athletic performance it could be your work life could be your relationship if people are interfering where they don't need to it it can affect you unnecessarily well talking about other people I mean I find as a journalist it's difficult not to to compare oneself to others and how they're doing and look over at their social media I know different athletes have different ways of, of coping with comparison some just not wanting to look at who else is on the start line at all and others feeling that it's it's good to have some level of knowledge of your competition and how to beat them especially if you've raced them a number of times how to avoid comparison that's a great question i think as sports people it's it's always going to be the case that you you do compare yourself to other people ever so slightly i think especially in a sport like athletics where it is first past the post um, or who can throw it the furthest etc it's very easy to compare yourself to others directly on performance related um, stats and like you just said as well I think when you're competing against the same kind of people quite often in a season say you're on the circuit uh, the European circuit the world circuit or even uh, at league matches in the UK you're racing against and competing against the same kind of people over and over again Comparing yourself to others can be good if you're trying to look at it in a way where, oh, you see someone who's doing something well or you'd like that on somebody or something like that. Say, for example, role models or people in your life that you look up to. But then if you're comparing yourself in a sense where you're like, oh, I wish I could do this like this person or this person's a lot better than me at this or or something like that. I think it's very important to to be able to determine which kind of things you're comparing. Um, I think it's important to be able to compare yourself to other people, but in a sense where you're, you're going to improve as a person or it's going to help your happiness or well-being. Your controllable is you, right? So it's about being the best you can be. Can't do anything about someone else. You can't be someone else. So it's just every day measuring yourself on that effort. Am I trying to be the best that I can be? And also accepting at times that some days you won't be great and that's fine. But is that effort high? You might have a bad day, whatever it is, your sleep's off, your nutrition's off, there's family stress, whatever it might be. You've only got 60% in the tank. Have I given 100% of that 60? Cool, that's my tick. And the rest of the time, am I also trying to be a better version of me, the best I can be, but in a healthy way? A lot of people have come to me about their mental health but since I've been so open about it like I get a lot of messages from fellow athletes and one key point is they see all their competitors posting on social media their performances how well they're doing they result to deleting social media in a way like I've gone through phases where I've had to delete all my social media just to try and focus on myself because social media is such a big thing now I post a lot on social media about my performances. So then when I kind of run bad, I feel like I have to explain myself a little bit. Obviously, I don't have to, but I just kind of, social media is just there and I feel like everyone's watching me. So if I run a bad performance, the Power 10 doesn't show why you've run that bad performance. So I feel like I have to 
be like oh yeah this and this and I know I shouldn't do that and I'm trying to get into a point where I don't need to explain myself to people but it's just comparing myself to other people and that's one of the biggest things that I probably struggle with especially over corona as well like I, I didn't compete myself but I was watching people compete and I was like oh should I be competing because they're competing like kind of comparing myself to them but that's probably one of the biggest things that I think people have come to me about just comparing themselves to other people well I, I can see what you mean there the idea that people might be competing when you're not and they they might get ahead yeah relative to whatever the same generation or whatever it is we had a debate about keeping young athletes in the sport uh, with Naomi Ogbetter and Tony Minicello and last summer and one of the points made was let's say if you're one of the most improved in the country it might be just a, just another way of showing who's performing well in, in a different way another thing I'd recommend on this is uh, there's someone called Lucy Sheridan who is a comparison coach that's how she styles herself and uh, listening to a podcast with her in which she said that sometimes you have to look at other people's performances and say okay good for them and good for me because eventually the the luck or, or whatever I'm doing the hard work I'm doing will come round in a circle and, and affect me in a positive way right moving on to a different topic what should we talk about something that's worked wonders for your mental health Darcy speaking about it a lot I made my page not just physical just to get my story across because I find personally just speaking about my journey and kind of feels like a, like a weight's been taken off my shoulder mm. and obviously I'm not like a trained professional in like mental health or anything like that but like people come to me with their stories and some people are like I've never spoken to this about anyone and just that feeling of someone opening up to me and they haven't done that to anyone else is kind of achievement for me because like I really am passionate about helping people mm. yeah that's it having some sort of support bubble and and yes even if you're not a trained professional just sometimes I think it's someone who can listen when you have the anxiety and depression it's very easy to be like I don't want to be a burden on anyone but then all the messages that I've had after I've opened up I realize how many people were actually here for me and want to listen to me obviously not everyone feels comfortable with opening up and everyone will do it in their own time but personally talking about it and being very open about it helps me understand myself more mm. and it helps my friends and my family understand it more and they, they're able to help me more in a way. I can really relate to, to everything that Darcy just said there I think talking is definitely what the most important thing I think it's definitely part of the journey to, to getting things sorted I think acknowledging something's wrong making that first step of actually talking about it is so important no matter what it is I've mentioned this in a couple of my articles on the athlete place I spoke about how important it is to to find what works for you and what makes you happy and then just keep tapping into that and try and eliminate as many of the things that aren't helping your happiness or to, to make you feel better if more people talk and if more people are, are aware that you can talk that will make life a lot better for a lot of people. Jack, did you want to add something that's worked wonders for you? For me, it was just being vulnerable, opening up for once and, and taking away this idea of who I was meant to be and, and what I was expected to be as being a, a top athlete. I always thought that I was meant to be 
strong and I can't show any weakness, can't show emotion and so on. And I just try and block everything out. And what actually happened, instead of blocking out all those negative things that I perceived to be negative, I ended up just not feeling any joy or happiness either. And then I'd end up being completely overwhelmed because all these things would just build up because I was ignoring them or pushing them to one side. And, and as soon as I felt overwhelmed, I, I would then start breaking down. In a high performance sport like we're in, that ends up getting quite big. There gets a lot on your shoulders. The reason I, I spoke out and I wanted to show that no matter what level you are, you're a human being. I just ran faster than a few other people. And I think if we can remember that, be vulnerable, accept that you will have good days, bad days, you'll have your ups and downs. Accept that, accept you're a human being, you'll be a lot happier and a lot healthier. Yeah. As you mentioned at the beginning, part of your your story was being part of the home Olympic team at a young age, living your dream. The expectation that came alongside that was such a large thing to grapple with, really. You've learned, and, and as you're a, a little bit older than the, the, other, the other two, <laughs> you have that experience, really. You, you've learned on that journey where maybe Joe and, and Darcy are a little bit younger and still learning. Yeah, but in the end, it's, all, it's your own interpretation of that experience, isn't it? So my ceiling was, was going to Olympic Games. The aim was always to, to try and win it. And that doesn't mean that someone else can't experience similar things because where they're aiming for, you know, winning a counties might be their Olympics, which is great. You know, it's strange saying at 29 years old, I'm the veteran here, but uh, that's, that's sport for you, which is another thing, a whole thing talking about mental health and talking about age and retirement. Mm. It took me a long time. So, you know, I was very public at the age of 21, 22 about my mental health. And I was still, I took a break, still performed. Yet the whole time I wouldn't talk about anything. I wasn't managing my mental health. And it took me until 2019 to go and see a counsellor. Yeah, I was diagnosed in 2012, 2013. I haven't got it fixed. I really struggle, still struggle. I'm in a really good place consistently most of the time, but I still, still have my kind of bad days and I think that's also important to share and something I'm very big on in in my talks is the fact that I hate this idea of success stories like the media like to portray like oh yeah Jack's Jack's over depression now no it's not a case I just manage it I've learned it and I can still be a, a high achiever and, and within my well-being work and, and the well-being consultant working with global companies and looking after thousands of people it's very much how your well-being can then if you look after it, it can lead to that increase in performance. It's not just a nice thing to do. It allows you to be the best you can be. What can be done within the sports, whether it governing bodies, athletics clubs or universities, what perhaps can be done to help athletes? Joe, any ideas on this? If you're not a happy athlete, you're not going to be um, a fast athlete. Therefore, if the, the time and effort isn't put into athletes' mental health, then they're not going to be able to perform to the best of their ability something that they can do, something very simple, and that's to be able to communicate. I think the people who are high up in these roles and these governing body, bodies, etc., I think an easy thing for them to do is to simply start talking to their athletes more. Humans in general, they won't want to speak out and they won't want to feel like a burden, like Darcy said earlier. But if somebody asks you the question and gives you that permission to be able to give your opinion and to say how you really feel, that will be a massive benefit to the athlete and it will be a big weight off their shoulders and that will ultimately improve their performance in a massive way. Yeah, Joe's right in terms of communication and it's found in, you know, I've said I work in corporate environment now with big companies and it's always the same everywhere. It's, it's that communication issue. 
it's easy to ask a question it's then how are you responding to that so that authenticity needs to be there so that people feel like they can open up but when there is an issue we do address it instead of it just being lip service well to end on a positive then let's go through your favorite moment in your career to reminisce about take me back to that day i want to know everything what did the track smell like what was your kit <laughs> whatever details you like darcy kuipers i think for me was Probably my Bucks experience in 2019, where um, I always placed four for fifth. I'd always miss out on like a medal. And at the competition, I kept improving every single run I did. And then it kind of made me start to believe in myself a lot more because I was like, oh, I'm actually like, I can run quick. All my hard work over the years since I was like 14 is finally paying off and I'm like finally at the place that I want to be and I'm I medaled at Bucks went sub 12 for the first time I just achieved so much in one weekend that I tried to achieve for years and years and everything just kind of all came together and I just remember being so overwhelmed by all this emotion and I, I, I was just crying happy tears and that moment that whole weekend for me was just so special and it's such a special place for me that's where I want to be I want to feel everything I felt on that weekend again I want to run the times that I've been working hard towards that feeling of like all your hard work and sacrifices just finally paying off Joe Fuggle for me, um, I think it was probably going to be my England champs experience in under-17s. It was, it was a great year for me. It was the year I finished number one in the UK for the first time. And I think that weekend was, was one of those times where everything just clicked. Well, in the final it did anyway. The day before in the heat, I think I ran 57.06 in the heat and had the worst race of my life. <laughs> Came second and then... In the, in the final, the day after, I ran 52.8. The, the race was great. The weather was great. I think I went seventh on the all-time list, just one place above you, Jack, which was, which was funny. <laughs> and it kind of leads on to, to the other things like, that come from those successes. Like when you're, when you're sitting there choosing the, the kit sizes for your first international on, the, on, the, on the, the website and it feels like Christmas, those kinds of experiences are, are really what makes you do the sport and what, what makes it all worth it. And Jack Green. Commonwealth Games in 2018 in the Gold Coast. So in that England vest, which, you know, doesn't happen too often in major championships as we only have the Commonwealths for it. So I'd missed the previous Commonwealths after taking a break with my mental health. So it was a huge thing for me to, to go and go on that full journey and, and make that Commonwealth team, you know, four years before I wasn't even running anymore. And then I finished fourth. I missed a medal by two hundredths of a second. And it's the first time I stepped off a track and was incredibly proud of myself and, and happy with everything I'd done. And it showed how far I'd come on my journey that I could not win a medal. I could technically lose or fail as I would have seen it before and, and be really happy with my performance because I measured myself on those, those healthy mindset things in terms of effort and the controllables. And because I nailed my race, I couldn't have done any more. And before I would have looked at everyone else and gone, well, well, I should have done this or this and that. I should have beaten them when actually I did the best I could. And three people just ran a bit faster than me. And that's nothing I can control. So yeah, just really proud of that moment because it was the first time that I finished a race and, and was happy well what a great way to to round off an england athletics podcast particularly talking about the commonwealth games we've learned so much 
during this chat about how to measure what is success and failure. There are different ways of measuring growth and it's not always linear. There are different ways of measuring performance and it could be how much you've improved. The biggest things I've taken away from, from you lot during this has been point about there's not always 100% there to give, but if you do give all of what's there on the day, then, then that should be seen as a victory. Um, the idea of having your own inner circle and, and people outside of that their opinions shouldn't matter as much. Of course, talking to others, you don't have to be a trained professional to do so. The idea that some things are, are positive when you compare yourself to find good things that others are doing well, but also to, to realize when some things are negative. Generally speaking, I think that what this all is, is having your own mental health first aid kit, a bit like you would have for an injury. Things that help you when you're you're struggling with your, your mental health. The key being what uh, Jack Joe and Darcy have all said that sometimes it takes time to achieve what you've always wanted, and that could be in performance or a mental health sense. Thank you so much, guys, for joining. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that concludes this month's episode. If you're looking for advice on mental health, particularly while coronavirus restrictions are in place, Head to our website, englandathletics.org, and type in supporting mental health to the search bar on the top right. You'll find a whole list of guidance and links as part of the athletics and running at home section. Joe Fuggle's new website is called theathleteplace.com, and it is also available to follow on social media, the platform. Darcy Kuiper's mental health Instagram page is called Not Just Physical. While we're doing plugs, might as well say this podcast is available on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, Google, or pretty much wherever you get your podcasts. Hope you've enjoyed hearing our chat. Thanks for listening and goodbye.